0: Welcome, Travelers Blueprint community. I'm Elliot Shibley, and here with me, as always, is the enterprising Robert DeMena. Thank you very much, Elliot. So before we get
1: into the episode today, we just want to run through our partners. Minivan of Memories is a blogging platform for travelers who want to share their stories but don't have the platform to do so. Little Passports provides monthly subscriptions for curious kids who love the world. Each month, a new package is sent containing new activities, souvenirs, or projects from different locations around the globe. And lastly, Travel by Locals. It's like Airbnb for travel guides. They provide a website so you can reach out to real locals who spend their free time hosting local tours. Elliot, what do we have going on on the podcast today?
0: Our guest today had traveled around a lot as a kid and didn't have much of a chance to call any individual place home. And so he's sort of become a mega host of sorts and provided a home to scores of weary travelers. He is a lover of RPG board games, Star Wars, and is an amateur artist. And today we are going to discuss him and the Orange Acres, Montana Community Center, which he is the founder, father, and steward of. Please give a welcome to Jeffrey James Halverson. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure.
1: All right, Jeffrey James, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint podcast. Hello. Yeah, so you are the host of many, many, many couch
2: surfers uh, that are coming across the United States, correct? That is correct. That is correct. I uh, I'm a van camper, yeah. and I run a uh, free guest ranch for young adults and veterans, artists, and uh, uh, bicyclists as well. So you know so that's okay. whoa, whoa, lightning and thunder. That's that's I hear it on your on that area. Yeah.
0: Bob, we got to hope that the uh, power doesn't go out on your side. Yeah, really. If it does, Jeff and I are going to have to do this without you. Yeah.
2: So currently I'm at 339 references on couch surfing. And that's just part of the people I host. Um, I also host people through warm showers, which is kind of like couch surfing for bicyclists, bicyclists that are touring the country. I host people through Craigslist through an application. And we also host um, uh, just uh, friends and stuff like that. So that's kind of how And I, I, I travel the world right here through my ranch. Uh, I've had people from probably 30 different countries, 60 different countries. I don't know. I don't keep track. So, it's, uh, so how did it all start? Uh, I was, uh, that would probably be like 90, 99, maybe 2000. Uh, I read a, in the Maxim magazine. The magazines were those paper things back in the day people used to get in the mail. Before you read things on the internet, and, yeah. Uh, no, and and so Maxim magazine told about this new exciting uh, couch surfing, uh app uh, or uh, program uh, page, I guess it was. It was before anything. So and uh, I said, oh, that sounds cool. I'm gonna uh, invite some people to come stay with me. And uh, I didn't want. I, I I'm kind of weird, but I like having people. But I didn't want like invite everybody into my house. And I was like, so. I, and I also ended up having a had room for a couple of people on couches, and then I had a, a small guest house when I lived in Missoula. Um, and then, uh, ended up, uh, moved and bought eight acres and, uh, that's, that's not bad audio quality. That's lightning there. there. <laughs> that is, I bought eight acres North of town and I uh, ended up making a couch surfing community center and had a 5,000 square building. And, uh, I had some, a couch surfer actually was a real good friend, came and stayed with me. Um, and it was helping me clean that out. And so, and it was right in the middle of the crash. And so I said, Hey, uh. Uh, you guys can stay here and there's a, a kitchen in this bedroom, uh, a kitchen and a bathroom and uh, laundry out here. And we cleaned up the building and made it into a couch surfing community center. So I probably hold, held about 1200 guests by now. So, um, but like I said, only part of it comes through couch surfing. Um, I, I also van travel myself. So I'm, I'm a van traveler. I have a Honda Odyssey van with a, uh, it's really easy to spot me coming down the road because I have a diamond plate truck toolbox on the roof and kind of ingenuity. And I didn't want to spend 800 bucks on the Thule or the uh, Yakima box. So I put that on the roof. So I, when I travel and I've, I've probably spent about, Oh, uh, I would guess about 80 nights in the van uh, altogether over the last five years, just when, we'd look out in the van and, and go all the way to, uh, went to Vegas. It's been all the way to Mississippi, Texas, twice, California coast, and the whole nine yards. So I, I do, I do get out and travel, but I, I, I like to see the world and, uh, through the, the couch surfers that I meet. So, um, and for people who do I uh, couch surfing, if you don't know what couch surfing is, it's a, uh, it's a website. It's kind of like Facebook. Uh, it's, it's an app too. Uh, and you put on there, uh, what you, what you like, uh, and, pictures of yourself and that kind of stuff. But more importantly, uh, whenever and people like say, Hey, can I come stay with you? It has references from all the people that uh, have stayed with you. So I have 339 references now. Um, And uh, that's all the people that come and stay and they leave, you leave them a reference. They leave you a reference. So, and uh, so, you know, if 10 people say this person is cool and they're asking to stay with you, they're probably really cool. And not everybody's going to be your, uh, you know, like your new favorite person. Um, but uh, usually they're generally very nice. And then every once in a while, you're going to meet your new best friend. And like, there are so many people in the world and it's such a big world. And it's like, think about your best friend. What would you do for your best friend? You'd probably give your best friend a kidney, let alone a place to sleep on your couch for the night. And, you know, so, uh, when you get on couch surfing, uh, you know, you, it's, it's like a lottery. You never know. Somebody could be, could be your new best friend that's coming through. So, Hey, hey why not? it could be fun. Uh, obviously it's, you know, every in the, in the days of Airbnb where everybody else is out to make a buck, you know, couch surfing is, is you're getting a, a, a friendship and that's priceless to me. And that's, that's why I do this. because uh, A lot of the people that stay here become my family and I enjoy, enjoy having, meeting new people and. Uh, and, and, some, and life is short, and, and sometimes you, like I can just make somebody's life a little bit better for a few days. Um, so I'll tell you a little more about the ranch here. Um, we have eight acres. I have a car lot that pays for everything. Uh, and I build trailers as well. So I'm a welder, and uh, I, I run this uh, free guest ranch. Um, and uh, uh, we have uh, some guest cabins, and we've built some cabins out of recycled materials. We have a community center. as a washer and dryer. A bathroom showers uh, as a free clothes uh, pile. So, a lot of people come through on backpacks and they don't have uh, enough clothes to wear, or they're surprised that Montana has snow in October, you know. And so, you know, there's clothes upstairs, and uh, there's uh, just a place a lot of kids are coming through that are want to see the world and uh, they don't have the money to do it, so they are uh, just traveling. Uh, uh, without enough enough money to go by they live very very simply and they just want to see everything and they find out about us and they stop by and, and sometimes people come from other countries and stay for a while uh it's not it's not like one thing it's not like uh there's a lot of places like where they just cater to one type of person uh there's there's a lot of people people could you could have a million dollars and you could come here or you could have 10 cents and come here um and uh, we've had people come here that are riding a horseback across the country We've had people who are walking and pushing a stroller And, uh, we've had people that, uh, are driving through on motorcycles. We've had bands that are chasing the neon rainbow and they've got a gig in Missoula that pays $50 on a Tuesday night. And there's five people in the band and that doesn't pay for gas and that doesn't pay for hotel rooms or food for everybody. So they come and stay here, but they've, they've got a dream and they're chasing it. And, you know, I love to help. That's, that's the best thing when you help somebody accomplish their dreams, you know, you get to be that guardian angel for a second and say, Hey, I'm helping you out. So
1: for, for those listening that might not be familiar with couch surfing, it's a, it's free. Um, you, you sign up through the app, uh, or the website, and then you basically, uh, just make a mutual agreement with the person that's hosting you. And I guess you, you can help them do chores around their house, their place that you're staying, or you just end up spending time with that person. Correct. There's no financial contract or anything like that.
2: Yeah. So no, not at all. There's no money exchange at all. Um, and people do like they end up like they they search on couch surfing for places to live like sam I'm, I'm moving to this area anybody got room for rent I, i've seen that happen but uh no they're they're literally they're coming through and um they're just staying now with us uh, we we always tell the fr- the day you leave is free and the day you come is free if you're staying longer than that we put you to work for a couple hours a day around the farm and we have a huge garden where we grow food it's all free for people it's not like i sell at farmers markets or anything like that we have sheep in the backyard most of the time we just Cut them, but occasionally we have butchered a couple of them. Um, They uh, pull nails out of building materials, like we recycle um, uh, two by fours and wood out of pallets and stuff. We actually have cabins that are all built out of pallets and recycled stuff. So it's ghetto supreme. I'm not going to tell you, this is not, this is not the five-star Hyatt resort. You know, we have an exercise facility. It's outside next to the sheep pen. And we have like weight benches that we got at yard sales and an exercise bike and an aerodyne. And, and yeah. And so there's, there's, there's all sorts of stuff. There's, because everything's different, you know, like get some people love to work out. They go out there, we have a fire pit. We had a horseshoe pit for a while, but nobody ever used it. We had a ping pong table but nobody ever used it. Um, and then there's, uh, there's computer, uh, there's Wi-Fi, there's a, a lot of, there's a big screen in the community center and people uh, play n- uh, video games Jerry, and they're right now playing. his PS4, we've got an old school Super Nintendo thing that hooked up to another one, and then people just bring their own stuff and game. And we play uh, role-playing games, so uh, play a Firefly version of dungeons and dragons so space western dungeons and dragons yeah so come out and play yeah if you want to play, if you love to rpg come stay and play with us we, that's like the i, I lived a game so so i want to
0: slow it down a little bit where are you located in montana
2: we're uh so yeah that's a good question we're 13 miles north of missoula montana so we're we're here or it depends on where missoula but you're about 18 to 13 minutes away so
0: yeah. oh okay awesome So I have a friend that currently lives in Montana. How close are you to like Glacier National Park, Missoula, that area? And how do people that are couch surfing actually find you?
2: Okay, so if you, so first question, we are probably like two hours from Glacier Park. Depends on how, if you want to dawdle or not. Uh, We're about an hour from Flathead Lake, which is the biggest freshwater lake that's natural west of the Mississippi. So, um, we have a big boat. We take people out in the summer, you know, it, fits. It seats like nine. So if you're fortunate enough to be here on one of the boating days, you get to go, we got to wild horse Island, hike on an Island on the lake. This is the lake. I don't know if it's iconic, but if you look up flyhead Lake, you can see how clear the water is. It's, you know, it's deep. It's, it's, you know, 15, 16 feet of visibility. You know, you can see all the rocks on the bottom fish. So. Um, and, uh, the glacier park is two hours away. So, uh, um, Yellowstone, I haven't believe this. I've lived here for 20 some years. I've never been to Yellowstone. Uh, I Google the pictures of Yellowstone. Everybody says Yellowstone's great. And every time I get ready to go, I go, oh, it's four hours farther than Glacier Park. And the pictures are not even close to as beautiful as Glacier Park is. So I end up just going to Glacier Park. Um, I tried to go once and we ended up being sidetracked. We were on our way to Mississippi, so just didn't make it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's. That's, uh, it, it's, uh, there's beautiful, uh, there's lots of camping and hiking in Glacier Park. Like people look at pictures of Glacier Park. Oh, it's so beautiful. I got to go there. That kind of, those kind of vistas are like right out my windows and there's all sorts of places to hike in Montana. You don't have to, you don't have to go all the way to Glacier to get some beautiful stuff. Like, the glacier's going to be pretty crowded with tourists and stuff. If you're used to national parks. I can take you hiking to places where you're 15 miles from the nearest person, you know, so way out there, and you know, it's, it's, you feel get that more that more isolation feel so
0: it's so a why did you why did you get to montana what brought you there
2: uh i was born in moscow idaho i moved to missouri florida texas california back to missouri montana oregon back to montana i spent some time in kentucky and in minnesota and cheyenne wyoming um and yeah yeah i just kind of got stuck here i guess um no, it's it's the Shangri-La of Montana, Missoula is, so it's it's down in a valley. It's it's not quite the warmest spot in Montana. That's a place called Paradise, which is another like thirty miles west of us. Um, but it's it's way warmer than say Butte, which would be the coldest city in the nation on average, and you know, uh then you have Great Falls and that's like windy and cold. You have Kalispell and it's way colder up there. Um, So, yeah, so, and we're a different weather than Missoula. So, Missoula gets inversions. I'll be a blue sky up here. And then every once in a while, it's vice versa. You know, I'm I'm 500 feet higher than him. So, I live in Shillai. It's a different, it's a different, uh, it's a different weather pattern than what what it is. And we're higher. So, it'll be like one, one day this winter, it was minus 24 in Missoula. It was minus two up here. Oh, that's interesting.
0: So, I want to shift gears a little bit and get back to Airbnb. So do you let anyone in, do you let anyone stay with you at Orange Acres, or do you have certain requirements for people that
2: want to stay with you? We have like requisites, and I can tell you some tips for couchsurfing, um, but one of my requisites is six months on the system and uh, three references. And so because the problem with couch surfing is if somebody gets a bunch of bad references, they can delete their profile and make a new one. And they can, if they're not verified, like you, the couchsurfing will ask you for like ten bucks or something to get verified. If you're not verified, um, they don't know. You, you don't know if the person hasn't changed their name or something like that. So, um, and there's a, I can tell you about the dark time of, of couchsurfing. And uh, well, basically, couchsurfing was was a great idea. The people who had uh, references, you know, you know that they were cool to stay with you. Um, they would log on. They'd hit a city that they wanted to go stay in. Um, I actually addresses in Missoula on couch surfing because otherwise nobody ever asked to stay in Shillai, Montana. Um, but, uh, and you can say, you can actually look on a map and see how close people are. That. But um, the people like me soared to the top because we had the most references. And it was search by how many people were there. So for a long time, I was number one. but And so it was kind of hard for somebody who had never hosted before to get anybody to even say they want to host with them. Uh, And so that was kind of the issue with couchers. So they came up with this idea that they were just going to stick random people together or... If you'd never hosted anybody, they would send somebody to stay with you. And maybe that person never had any references and never was going to show up. And people didn't answer their emails. And it was kind of a dark time of couch surfing where this this algorithm of matching people didn't work uh, because they tried to put people who never hosted before. Well, there was a reason they didn't host. It was because they didn't answer emails. They didn't answer. answer. Uh, their, they weren't on the app. And uh, But before, the way it was, was people who had tons of references got tons of requests and it worked because that's people, people, we. the reason we have tons of references is because we go out of our way to, to pick people up at the airport, pick people up at the bus station to show people a good time. And, and, and we have to make the time available and that kind of thing, which is kind of unfair for somebody who's never hosted before, um, you know, or never, you know, that the best thing it takes, go, go stay with somebody, get some references and that's what works. So for, so for a period of about two years, um couch surfing all but like was like really slow and didn't have a whole lot of people responses so if uh so it gets to get to you some advice if you're getting on couch surfing it's your first time look for some of your friends uh i think there's a way you can search all your facebook friends as well and add those uh, and ask them to write you a reference it isn't not necessarily that you stayed there but you're friends with this person and then look for somebody i can't stress this enough Couchsurfing surfing is not a dating website and that that's like the first rule of couch surfing um do not send your request to some hot chick if you're just some loser guy who thinks, oh, I'm going to go get to meet this girl. You know, find another dude that looks cool and likes the same things and stuff as you, uh, because he's going to be the one who's going to prove you probably not the chick. Um, And find somebody who has references find somebody who's been had, look at their references and make sure the references are someone newer. So, you know, they're still hosting. And, uh, so when you're, when you're looking, look for people who have hosting references, look for people who have been active, uh, and the people with the most references are there like me, are the ones who are going to be more likely to reprove you than say some hosted Anybody has zero references and they're, and we're less likely to chop you up in your sleep, you know, cause cause we have, we have references. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couch surfed in Zurich, uh, when I was studying abroad in Germany and I talk about it with friends and family, and some of them are always like, well, how do you know it's safe? Aren't you scared that there's going to be some random guy that's going to want to try to kill you or do something terrible? And a lot of couchsurfing is fairly safe, depending if you do your research. A lot of them are verified with names, and you usually just have to look to see if they have good reviews. There is a system of checks and balances that can help.
2: Yeah, well, I wouldn't say there's a lot, of, a lot of them. But if you, if you know, you look, you know, you look at there's, they have ten references. You go to those ten references, and all those people seem to be real. They have references that aren't the same references. You know, you got to be smart about it. Uh, but hey, people, people don't have references from half the people they take Uber rides with or, or regular taxi company that they they hail. They're out there. You know, who knows what, what what's there? There's a lot more lot more chances for for having problems and other things in life than couch surfing but like i said uh you know look uh, be smart about it obviously and 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 rule number one it's not a dating website so don't don't do that now that being said you know there's you're going to make great friends you might even make relationships out of the thing uh but you know look for somebody as likes doing things you like hey look this person wants to go have a beer uh that's great i like to drink too or something that's what you like maybe this person likes role-playing games Uh, maybe that we actually went uh alcohol and drug free here at the at the ranch uh, a few years ago and that that's because a couple reasons well more a few people but uh that that some people just can't hold it back and we still have parties we still have you know we have exceptions to the rules sometimes so but uh you know it's there's, there's always going to be problems with alcohol and that kind of stuff. involved.
0: So. Of your guests, would you say there's more men or more women
2: that couch surf with you? Uh, you know, we, we, so we, the way we host other than couch surfing is through Craigslist. Uh, there's an application. It takes about an hour to complete. There's lots of crazy questions on it. Like, uh, would you rather have a hamster sized dinosaur or dinosaur sized hamster? <laughs> you know, uh, do you like pie? Uh, have you ever not returned a library book? You know, uh, you, are you a registered sex offender? Oh, that, yeah, that's a big one, you know, or something like that. You know, like, have you been charged with a crime? We try to search people that way. Um, so, but yeah, that might weird a few people out and also gets rid of people who don't like nonsense. If you, if you, if they're not nerds, if they don't enjoy the questionnaire, if they're too lazy to fill out the questionnaire, then they're probably kind of not going to like put in there a couple hours a day. You know, and it, it, like I said, through couch serving, people come, they stay for free. They don't do anything, you know, and some people love to help out. It's a guest ranch, you know, There's if people want, they come here because they want to play in the garden. They want to play with the dogs. They want to feed the sheep. And that was the kind of the stuff I did when I was a kid. My grandfather had a ranch in Orfino, Idaho, um, which is a couple of four hours from here. And it, it was great. I would go there uh, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, freshman year. I go out there in the summer and my dad was a slave driver at home. You know, I was like, he would make me cut firewood, stack firewood. He parked the truck like three hundred feet from the woodshed and make me carry it all the way over there. It had one sprinkler, I had to move it around fifty-five times a day, you know. And uh, after I moved out, he got like a water pump with like seventy-five sprinkler heads and just fired it up, you know. And after then, he had like a he he drove the truck right into the woodshed to unload things, you know. And it was like, oh man, you know, it's a different story when I was there. I was just it was slave labor, but when I go to my grandpa's ranch, it was just like. I brought my computer one time. I'd watch my favorite movie if I did the OK Corral a million times. Uh, I'd just go out and walk with the dog on the property. He had fruit trees, go pick berries. Um, And uh, it was just it was just a place to relax. And there was always one or two things we did every day. Maybe we went to the lake or the river or something or had a swim in the pond. And, you know, it was just it was just a place just to not let. The worries of the world bother me and there was no homework or there was nothing else and that was exactly what i wanted to give people and uh here like people can come here they're like there are people ready to jump off roofs in big cities and they're and they 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 did exactly what they were supposed to do they went to college they got a degree um their job got replaced by a computer they waited for uh they they waited to have sex till they were married they married the first person that came along and then they got their wife cheated on them or they got divorced um and, you know, they lost everything. They lost the house, the whole, you know, and sometimes people get broken and then it's just, it needs some time to recover. And so it's, it's a place to relax and get away from it. And like somebody else said about the place, it's like, it's like the library. It's one of those places where you're welcome to go about money. That's, that's, there's a lot of places out there. Like you can go to Vegas and it's, everybody wants to be your friend in Vegas, as long as you got money to spend Whatever they're doing out there here. It's, it's not about me. It's, it's about the friendship and meeting people And in, in, in it's, Part of the magic is not me. I have absolutely nothing to do with it at Orange Acres. Is it's the fact that people come here and they meet somebody else who's traveling. Like we've had, we've had couples meet each other here and get married. That's that's crazy, you know. Um, we had a girl last year who came. She was a mail order bride from Hong Kong and sold everything. She talked to this guy on the internet. And sold everything, quit her job, uh, lost her apartment, everything to come here and, and marry this guy. And he got cold feet and dumped her at her door. And I uh, picked this girl up and she's crying because she's devastated. And he moved her ticket like she, she was going to leave in a couple of weeks. Like, and she stayed with me. Like, yeah. And um, she actually had a couple of couch surfing references because she traveled in France. And um, I, I we went down and she was having, she, after a few days, she was, she was calmed down and was, was very happy to be here. And. I I showed her how to, I actually wrote her a uh, a Plenty of Fish uh, dating profile. And I like, I cook, I clean, you know, all this stuff. I'm looking for get married only, not looking for, you know, married men, looking for, you know, single guys and and, uh, wrote her a very nice profile. uh, And uh, she actually met a guy and we moved her ticket uh, there. Her ticket had been moved. I went down there, went to the, the desk at the airport and said, you know, she wants to stay longer. You know, she doesn't have the money. Can you move her ticket back out you know a couple couple of, you know weeks and so they moved her ticket back out so she had like like 50 days to spend here and she ended up going on a date with a guy and like of course it was like i felt like her dad you know like these guys would show up so where are you taking the girl She's like five years older, 10 years older than me. And I'm like, you know, yeah, but she met a guy uh, and actually got married last year. So, and she's back. They, she actually ended up going back home, but then she flew back to see this guy and they got married. And so it's, so yeah, there's, there's magic that happens here. I can't, I, I can only protect okay, it was a miracle. I performed That's it. You only got to get so many, you get three miracles then you get to become a saint. I uh, know. Uh, Two more to go. So you said that you, it
0: wasn't because of you, but in some ways you are the person that provided the environment. You are the person that has created an auger dish for all of this to happen.
2: Yeah, and and it sometimes it's it's meant to be. It's a it's a stepping stone. I call it one of the many centers of the universe. Uh, uh, I'm I'm a. If you look at our Facebook profile, say we're a religious organization. I don't want to get. I'm Shepherd Jeffrey James. I'm not a minister. Uh, I believe in God. I don't believe in religion. It, it's hard for some people to grasp, uh, but. There's God, uh, there's there's man. A lot of people say you can only get to God through religion. I just believe God loves everybody. Pick your own religion and do good things to help everybody. You know, you'll know it's right in your heart.
0: So on your Facebook page, then, why do you call it a religion?
2: Oh, yeah, that's probably a good question. Right? Because it's probably a spiritual organization or I don't know. It, that is my religion, I just, I guess. so. So I have my own religion. It sounds crazy. I have my own political party, too. We love to debate politics here, you know. Uh, but we even if we disagree with you we'll we'll still we still like you it's a, we don't take it personal so
0: it seems like a great melting pot uh place for people of all different races genders ages and over 20 years
2: from yeah. tons of different countries yeah, you said 20 years and you're right it's been 20 years it's it's that's that's straight up that's how long it's been it's our day i've been here we've been here This will be 13 years, and so before that, like I said, I just had my place in Missoula. So You rattled off a lot of places
0: that you had moved to and from growing up. Do you think any of that has to do with what you're doing now, just wanting to provide a place for people to feel comfort, feel at home, have a place to regenerate, to recuperate, and just have a sense of place while they're on their travels?
2: You know, everybody travels for their own reason. Everybody has their own dream when they go someplace and um, of what they want and experience about where they're going to. And for me, uh, when I traveled, a lot of time I was alone in my van. Um, and, uh, and of course, you asked me before that, where I lived before. Um, and it was about, you know, when you move that much, you don't develop those lifelong friends. Um, you're constantly, hey, your parents are moving to schools again. You know, I went to, I can't tell you how many different schools it was but uh, uh, you, you lose those friends that you have known for your whole life. I don't have those. I, like, I, and I moved to, I finished high school in Oregon, and I was only there three years, and most of those kids had been there for, what, 14 years or whatever, or 12 years of school. And um, they, uh, they knew everybody, knew everybody. It was a small town, and I was the outsider. And uh, you don't, it's, sometimes you have to break into that thing. So what I learned is that, I'm that weird guy that talks to you in the grocery store line, you know, because I look at it as standing in the grocery store line as uh, 30 seconds of speed dating for new friends, you know, and uh, and some people like look at you like, who the hell are you and why are you talking to me? And that's because uh, I've always appreciated the people that when you you drive somewhere and you meet somebody and they're nice to you and they want to talk to you and they're interested in you and uh, they're That's that kind of kindness and friendship can't be bought. You can't, you can't get in Vegas, you know? Um, And that's, that's, that's what I wanted to to give to people. And so when I traveled, that's what I like to meet new people. And I want to say, you know, I want to go to a, I want to be invited to a barbecue. I want to, I want to, I want to talk to, this is, you're my mom. This is my dad. This is, this, these are neat people. What did they do? They did this their whole life. There's, there's, there's so many billions of people in the world. You know, and how do you know which ones are, are going to be your best friends? You d- you never know unless you try and say, "Hi, uh, I see you like uh, almond milk. Uh, I don't like that stuff, but uh, we could be friends." You know, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Or hey, you got a Star Wars shirt? You know, that's I'm always I'm a big into like you know, in the Firefly shirt right now. Um, I'm big into T-shirts now because it's like somebody goes, "Hey, I, I like that show, and I like that show, and hey, what's 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 watch TV shows?" And I don't drink. Um, uh, I'm not a I haven't, I, I probably have, I'm not an alcoholic, I don't have a problem, I'm not a recoverer. You know, I've, I've probably had like two drinks in 10 years, but uh, it's, it's, it's weird. People go to bars and they're, they have a few drinks and they're happy to meet somebody. But if you don't go to, if you're not an alcoholic or you're not a drinker, you know, it's just a, you know, you don't get that kind of those. I'll hold your hair while you puke while you if you hold my hair while I puke French, you know, so, um. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's great. I love what I do. And uh, it's it, it was a huge battle for me. Uh, I don't like to get in the dark side of it. But I was sued for a million dollars for helping people. Um, I was, that was about five years ago, I, I suffer from post traumatic stress from it. Uh, I have uh, incidences where I and it stop me if I start getting into this too long because um, I have instances where I, I get back and I'm I, I'm back to the courtroom again. I'm fighting the whole case in my head again, and it and I just end up it takes me because that's a post traumatic stress. Um, uh, I, they sued me. They came in. They first came in, and it's it's a long, boring story. But they they wrote a new law, what a subdivision was, and this is the Fred Van Valkenburg, who is a county attorney, and if the name's familiar. It's in the book called missoula by john krakauer in a college town and this guy was a dick and uh, anyway he wrote he got eventually forced to retire by the feds when they investigated him for burying rape cases for the university of Montana. so that's that's the quality cover of guy i'm dealing with um basically uh they uh they wrote a new law what a subdivision was they wanted to set precedence in court for it uh, they sent it off to the state's attorney who was steve bullock who is now the governor of montana uh, but this, when he was state's attorney, he has a special power to be able to write laws, and he wrote a law that said if you had more than. One building on a piece of property under 20 acres, so the lot isn't by the rich people, more than the rich people. You have to have a subdivision, which is like 60-foot wide road, you know, sidewalks, fire hydrants, the whole nine yards. And, and a building was defined as like a doghouse, you know, so anything could have been a building. And they wanted to set precedence in court, so they went after the poorest people they could find, and they came after me for the community center, they said. And, and it was discrimination against the people I help. Um, it was just, it was a time where there was 80, pie on 80 people on the, uh, courthouse lawn with the Occupy movement. Um, uh, and you know, so it was, uh, it was, it, America was going through a really tough time. There were 6 billion houses foreclosed on. Um, and basically I was saying, Hey, come live on my property. You can got a camper, come park up here for free. You know, uh, together we can survive together. We can grow a garden and we can, you know, scrounge and help each other out and give people rides, you know, share rides to work because, you know, the price of gas was so expensive, you couldn't afford to work at Walmart. You know, you would spent more than you made, and uh, and so that was kind of how how it went. Uh, and they sued me uh, for a million bucks for that, and I fought them for five years. They wanted me to have a license. Um, they wanted me to uh, only have three bedrooms on my eight acres of property. The judge ruled we could have six, and we could apply for a bigger septic and try to get more, which we're still trying to do. Uh, but the they did win. We lost our ability to have a our kitchen in our community center. They made us rip out our kitchen in the community center because they said that met the definition of a house. So there was a, there was a kitchen in the building when it was there. And it, and it was about, discre- it was also about retaliation because when they, after they sued me, we dug into these permits and we found out the people who had done the permits for this property before were friends with the owners that worked for the county. And they had lied on basically every form there was. And when I brought this to light and shoved it in their face and said, listen, I didn't build this building. You guys approved this. You guys did this wrong. You guys broke the law. You know, they really didn't like that. You know, they're like, you know, they wanted we're the authority and you're going to listen to us regardless. And and so, but anyway, I fought for five years. It cost me probably, And the worst part is I couldn't refinance during this period of time. I couldn't just sell the property and walk away. Um, I had to keep paying my mortgage and I was at 7% interest and I could have refinanced at like three and that ended up costing me about $75,000 over five years. Um, hours and hours of if you murder or rape somebody, you get a free attorney. Um, if you give somebody free food and a free place to stay, no free attorney. And uh, I went to the ACLU, they wouldn't help. I you know the uh, different law offices. I had a couple of places that would volunteer to try to help solve the problem with us, try to work things out with it, help us work things out. But they, they just, these are attorneys, and they said, listen, we, I can't fight this for free. And these people are working outside the law. And I I don't know what else to tell you other than if you want to go to court you're on your own and so I went to court on my own I represented myself in court and I I won I won I won the right to exist we don't have to have a license and we but we had to take out our kitchen so we started a GoFundMe we raised about three thousand bucks with the GoFundMe um, and we ripped our kitchen out of the building because we had to comply so we could back up I had to throw out all my best friends on Christmas you know it was really it was miserable that's that's these kind of assholes. Sorry. I'm trying to keep it clean here. But uh, um, and so we we poured a slab outside and we actually have an outdoor kitchen now. So we have the kitchen in the house and then we have a guest kitchen that's outdoors. Um, And And that uh, does
0: not constitute a building?
2: Nope, it's not. If it's not con it's not plumbed in. So if it was if it was if it went into the septic, I'd have to would not I wouldn't I'd have to lose another bedroom, but because it dumps into a bucket, it's okay. So and then you you dump it on the grass, but you can't can't wash things. But it's stupid stuff. It's bureaucracy. I hate bureaucracy. Um, you know, and that's that's what, there's a great video of a, a friend. I don't know if you if your your fans are uh, uh if you've ever heard of Stobe the Hobo. You ever heard of Stobe the Hobo? No. Uh Stobe the Hobo is one of my um I'm trying not to cry here, but uh, that's Jim Stuby. He was one of my best friends. He was a freight train writer, and he traveled via freight trains, and he made YouTube documentaries. He made uh, blank movies and 38 episodes of Stove the Hobo on YouTube, and you can check him out. And uh, he would he would work here. He was like one of the artists that stays here, he played our piano, recorded it. He edited all his video footage. He did a lot of it here. Um, and he was my best friend, and uh, unfortunately, he was hit by a freight train a uh, couple of two thousand and seventeen um, and I made a movie about him, which is the the third movie with footage that he had actually left here another miracle um, He says, "Is that my flash card?" I said, "No, this is my flash card I had a USB flash card and he's like, "I lost my flash card and uh it's a red one just like that, and I plugged it in, and it's my flash card and so he goes, "Damn, you know, and I've lost my flash card and it had some footage on it and so after he died um Somebody came, uh, was in his room and said, hey, I found a USB drive underneath the bed and I found his flash drive, which he had left. And so I took all that unseen footage and I put it into a movie called KFC Rides Again. So uh, Jack of all trades. So there's your second miracle right there. The fact that it was found here, maybe not, but it's a great movie. Check it out on YouTube, uh, Stub the Hobo. Not steal your listeners, but there's. Yeah, we'll add a link to that.
0: I want to know how many people you have at any given time and when is your peak season of having guests come over? Oh, yeah. So,
2: so Montana has nine months of winter. Don't, don't get fooled. This is not California, you know. Um, uh, Yeah, we get snow in October uh, on all the way up through it. It could snow tomorrow. I've had snow on June 21st. It usually doesn't stick around if it snows like that. It's like it snows one day and melts all the next. Um, uh, so, yeah, the summer is a big thing. A lot of college kids, um, a lot of kids from the Montana Conservation Corps, which is uh, volunteers that come and they work on trails and they work, uh, do improvements and that kind of stuff. Uh, As well as people don't want to hitchhike through Montana in the summer or in the wintertime. It's pretty cold. You could get stuck someplace. One time I had these three kids. They came out here in like maybe March or maybe it was April. They left Seattle. And uh, the highway got closed and they were hitchhiking. And they got stuck in a little town called Lozo or something like that uh, out west of us. And they literally... They, they, there wasn't a place that took food stamps. One of them had food stamps. The rest of them were, other two were broke and they survived by eating ice cream cones out of a dumpster. And I'm not mean ice cream with ice cream in them. They just, we're just talking broken, broken ice cream cones out of a dumpster. And they were just miserable. They like, this was the worst trip, the worst idea. And one of them came, uh, I think it was through couch surfing. I don't think it was from Craigslist. One of them came through couch surfing in every place. I picked them all up. Um, and we took them hiking. I had some great pictures of them on top of the mountain. And we just relaxed for like five days or something. They were here. And, and they said, you know what? This is like the highlight of the trip. This was the first time we actually had fun in our, our whole thing. So sometimes happiness is found in the found in the journey, not necessarily the destination, you know? So it's... it's uh, how it goes I, I, there's so many people there's that there's 1200 people I could tell you 1200 stories not really i don't remember them all there's there's so many uh there's so many people that come through artists that just come and paint uh you know they want to you know, they can't pay the mortgage and still work at McDonald's and, and pay all at the same time. So that's what they do. They, they come here to pay. and And sometimes we're in veterans with uh, post-traumatic stress, so they don't deal with the whole, not everybody's a rocket surgeon. That's, a, that's the thing, you know, not, not everybody's going to be the best at what they do. And sometimes they start over in life and that's what it is. Or sometimes it's a relationship that puts them on a road t- t- trip or, you know, we've had people from Russia come through here, just want to see America, I've had, had uh, people from Ch-
1: it reminds me of um Forrest Gump.
2: What was the the house
1: and they had who was it Elvis Presley yeah. ended up staying <laughs> yeah. there? Yep
2: at some point <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. that would be you could you if renting out rooms you know i could i could probably pay the mortgage a lot better but uh no literally we've had about four thousand dollars now in donations in 12 to 13 years and we have six hundred dollar power bills every month so it it mostly is all paid out of my pocket we have a car a lot that pays uh, that you know if somebody's here they can hey go talk to this guy so it's nice to have somebody watch the car a lot uh, you know there's there's always five or ten bucks if somebody wants to help me working on the car so um that's the thing. It, to be it, if you're going to run a commune, um, you, first off, it has to be a dictatorship. It can't be a democracy. Um, every commune. I, I'm really into like checking out communes, and I loved it. like when I traveled. I went to I went to one out in Oh Slab City, California, on my on my van travels. I don't know if you've done a story on Slab. Have you guys done anything on Slab City yet? No. Oh, Slab City is the last free place in the world. Um, briefly, it's a uh, it's an old federal military base and and target battle bombing zone and so it's not under the law of california it's it's, it's so basically anybody can go camp there and every winter about seven thousand people move on to this old abandoned mil- military base where they ripped out everything except for the slabs of the foundations and so it's called slab city it's the last free place on earth and it is this ghetto if you want to know what anarchy looks like and what life would be without the government it'll it'll fix any libertarian instantly because you will see all the crackheads running around you will see uh which Depends on if you like that, you know, like if you want to be able to do drugs, it's up to you. Um, there's trash everywhere because people just throw their trash on the ground. There's no trash service. Um, you have to, you know, the, the the police don't usually come out there unless there's like a shooting or something. And uh, there's no water service. There's no, there's no place to, to there's no bathroom, public bathrooms. Uh, there's a town nearby with a liquor store, which adds, just adds to the problem. So, you know, but yeah, so the slabs are like that. But I've been to a commune there. Um, it was an art commune. It was pretty cool called East Jesus. And people were just camped out there, and it was they were they were composting human poop, and uh, it was uh, they had arts made out of recycled materials. But no, so if you're going to run a commune, um, communes always fall apart if they're dictatorships, because anybody, or if they're democracies, because everybody doesn't want to work, they don't want to put effort to it, and nobody wants to pay for anything, so they eventually fall apart. Um would say you shouldn't short uh, because if you if you have some cool friends and say hey let's all go buy a piece of land and the buy a cabin out in the mountains and, and go 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 have a place where we all go and get together maybe it'll work for you who knows. but uh, a dictator you just got to have dictatorships are not all bad you just got to have a benevolent dictator people are like why dictators always we're taught like so awfully. Dictatorships are awful, uh, and it's if the if the dictator is benevolent, it's a great thing. Versus if you have a democracy and the voters aren't benevolent, if the voters are all self serving, are always going to vote for what gives them the most free crap. And so, if you don't have a benevolent democracy, your democracy will fail. And and so it's the same thing. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 don't want to get too believable. yeah. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> but, yeah. So so it, it Orange acres is great because we it, I am the dictator and I will throw out people who are drunk uh, slamming the doors and yelling and screaming. I will throw out racists. I will throw out, you know, the sexist people or, or the, the homophobics or something like that. I, uh, I will, you know, I make sure that everybody, try to make sure everybody puts their time in. I don't really, to be honest with you. People are supposed to put in two hours a day. I'm lucky to get 10 minutes out of a day or something. But there's people that come through that are awesome, that are like our star volunteers and they love what we do and they wanna be part of it. And they like come in and they clean the whole place. Like they work from nine till five every day, eight hours a day, you know, making the place great. And so it's not always about what I do. And and people ask, what's going on? What's this? I'm like, I just pay the mortgage here. You know, I just, and sometimes, you know, somebody will make buy a bunch of food and cook for everybody. Sometimes uh, we have a free, free, free food pantry as well. I buy clothes and stuff. So. And, uh, sometimes somebody will make dinner and somebody else will make dinners. So there'll be two dinners and then somebody else make a dinner after that, you know, so it'd be total chaos. You know, it's like, why did we, everybody cook dinner? But, uh, and then the next day, nobody will do anything. So, <laughs> but, so it's, but like I said, it's the magic of what happens here. And, uh, it's that people make friends and, um, you can read about one of the blogs or, friend kevin uh, wrote one that uh, how he met some friends and they went to glacier together and they came back and he just had the best time and you know like i said i had little nothing to do with it you know people people are like i met my best friends at orange acres or you know they met, met cool people that just ways and then there, i'm sure there's people people that met people they didn't like here so they're just in we're, nah,
0: i asked this earlier but i don't know if you heard it but how many people do you have during peak season at any given time like what's the max amount that orange acres
2: holds uh, we don't talk about too many of those things because like, obviously there's some government restriction involved that they, that what we're restricted to is uh six bedrooms. And so that doesn't include people who are camped on a tent in the lawn. That doesn't, it's, it's debatable whether it includes people in a self-contained RV that aren't using our, you know, septic system. And, uh, and it does not, there's no law that says how many people can be in a bedroom. So. That's kind of uh, that's that's what's stupid about it. But you know, they want to nail me on the the, the the technicalities of the law. That's exactly it. You know, you could have somebody have could have fifty five people in a three bedroom house. It's not legal in Montana. Uh, you could do that because it's 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 not five bedrooms. Now most of the time, we, people probably want their own room or couch or something. They don't want to be sharing a couch with somebody else. You know, uh, and so that's 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 the way it is. But yeah, it's it's uh, uh, you know right now. Uh right now we just had a couple come in for Saturday night and or, or come in for the Sunday night. They're gonna be here for one day. Um we have an artist here right now. Um he he not a great artist. I, I don't care people like you don't have to be a Monet to, 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 to stay here. I think Monet's an artist. Um and uh you don't know, you know and he helps me out with stuff and uh he just where he was living before wasn't working for him and got out of a bad relationship and just wanted to get away and literally came here with a you know five dollars in his pocket and uh we have another friend uh who's kind of a hacker type uh we have another uh henry is my best friend he's been one of my best friends he's been around for i should say best friends by default i lost four of my best friends in 2007 one year for and then this year i lost two grandfathers on the same day so uh, not not exactly the luckiest guy but and sometimes I, i think it's purgatory it's like it's like people come here and i can there's a sign at the end of the driveway. That is, I, I copied the idea from Slab City. It says, "Danger, reality ahead." Because if if people stay here and they stay on the property and they live very simply and you know we all work together and this is the world, then nothing bad in the real world can happen to them. But you know we have people that go out there and they make bad friends in Missoula and they do drugs and you know we throw them out and then they end up you know overdosing or they end up. Uh, Getting hit by a train, <laughs> you know. um No, it's, it's if I, can, like I say, if I can keep people safe, if I can do that thing. So it's 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 about making friends. It's about giving people uh, just a place to be happy for a little while because life is is it's rough. It's uh, you know I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be that negative guy. But I'm going to tell you, like, there's people that are suicidal out there. And if you get to the point where your life where you can't sit down and you can't enjoy the grass and the trees, and just walk around and enjoy nature and a beautiful sunset and a sunrise and all the kind of things. There, there's, Is life worth living on one side? And the answer is no. On the other side, it's yes. When you add in the beautiful... The beautiful weather, the friendships, the people you love that's what makes life worth living and worth doing these mundane routine tasks of your laundry every day and taking a shower and shaving and it's like you do the seven hours of work every week just to maintain your human body you know and and that's and, and it's just, it's the best things in life that are free that make worthwhile living also. As so, I say, you know, danger of reality out there. You know, that's you know, what's gonna happen. You leave. And 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 it's it's sad. I actually have a wall, a bunch of pictures of all the guests that I've had have died. So they may have an angel of angel death. But... but why is that? Sad? Well, I, isn't it more of like a memorial to them? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't want to be negative, but you, you know, I'm not gonna go there because it's um, it means I'm gonna die if I leave. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's but it's literally it's up there. It's like one in ten. You know, it's pretty bad. And in, and I've had older guests that just they got old. It's just. But I'm glad I could be their friend for a while while they're alone because, you know, hey, it comes down to that. You asked, like, why do I do it? It's that simple kindness. That's what I want to see when I I do not stand in the line to uh, go to the top of the Empire State Building and be among all these people if I don't get to talk to the people in line you know I don't want to go I don't want to be treated as a ticket number or a badge number or a seat number on an airplane. I want the stewardess to to strike up a conversation with me and be nice you know I want the I want the guy next to me in the airplane to say, hey I, you know I want to spend four hours in the plane getting to know somebody and some people just aren't like that they just want to want to start their book maybe they don't like you that's it maybe they don't like, like my t-shirt.
0: But I would imagine that every single guest that has stayed at Orange Acres has taken with them memories that will last with them for the rest of their lives and that you've made an impact on them. And I also imagine that each one of your guests has somehow imparted part of them onto you and that it's changed you for the better.
2: I Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I hope they have a good time here and... and... And that said, maybe I have dreams that someday it'll be bigger. Like I, I the places for sale and, and where I would go if I sold this place is a is debatable question. One would be out of Missoula County, so I don't have to fight them. But the other, I, I, I mean, imagine... If I did this on an island or on a lake or someplace or somewhere else, and or maybe like did this on a, you know, actually helped other people that really needed help, like at an orphanage or something like that in some other country or something like that. So who knows? You you do you your life is too short to do one thing your whole time. Get out there and see the world. You know, you're gonna work at McDonald's the whole whole the whole time. Point you know, and that's that's why I do this. And one other big reason I do this is there's people who literally like I've had one kid came in and he worked at McDonald's. And he came home, and he lived in the inner city, and he gave his paycheck to his parents, and his parents would spend the money on drugs. And like, and we're usually it's the opposite way where kids are spending their money on drugs. But it's they they just came here because they're like, I'm tired of I'm tired of of, of feeling their their drug habit. They just they needed a friend, a place to start over their life. Um, I had a great. I had a great kid that came in here yesterday. It's great to see. He's my poster child. I call him my friend. I give people nicknames when they're here, so his name, his nickname is Tuna Meal Team. So, yeah, don't ask why. But uh, Tuna Meal Team, he came by, and actually, I taught him to weld. Uh, so we teach kids like how to use a chainsaw. They want to learn these things, you know, how to garden, how to weld. is one of those things that's on the option. I taught him how to weld, and he actually went to the oil field during the North Dakota oil boom and, and uh, got his foot in the door there, and now he makes a hundred and some thousand a year, you know, as a supervisor in Texas, and he loves it down there. And it's like, and he came to thank me. He's like, you know, I wouldn't ever start it if you hadn't taught me how to weld, and this is what got him in the, interested, and, and, and so... There's all there's great success stories too. You know? There's others and yeah, no, I not everybody's impression. Some people are just like, oh, that's cool, you know. But I think the biggest thing, the biggest compliment I ever get is when people come and they and I. You'll see my, I say this in other videos, I don't want to say cliche, but, but they say, I'm going to, I love this place and I want to go back home to where I'm from and I'm going to start something just like this, you know? And, and I've, I've heard of a few other places that have opened up Sometimes they last and sometimes they don't. Yeah. And they, 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 they want to be, we call it the orange Dharma station. So maybe we'll, somebody have a network of orange acres around the world, something where people could go to. It's like the YMCA song, you know, it's like, get free, get a place to get clean, get some food, find some friends. Yeah. At the
1: OACC. What you're doing is awesome, man. I I think uh, the 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 level of gratitude, um, or I mean, it, it the, the the amount you're providing these people who are lost, they're traveling, uh, they need a place to stay, is awesome. Um, I'm really glad we got to talk to you about this, and, and I think you're going to be very
2: successful uh, moving forward. Well, <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully that's that's the case, yeah. I can't think of a better way to spend it, but like I said, I've done it a long time and I get out there and travel too. I went to Hawaii this last year. a beautiful fiance, Rachel, and Sue. So yeah, my sugar mama took me to Hawaii. So that was nice. Now we, we van we actually rented a van and we only stayed uh, three nights in a, a condo out of 10 days. And the rest of the time we slept either in my mom's, on my mom's floor and her condo, or we slept in the van. We rented the van, took the seats out and traveled the island, circumnavigated Maui all the way around. And uh, uh, we actually, it was during the government shutdown. So we- oh, Oh, yeah. to the top of the, of the. Mountain there, the the volcano, and and actually spent the night in the parking lot and saw millions of stars up there. And then we watched the uh, the sunrise from the top of the mountain. We saw the the International Space Station come over. If you don't have the International Space Station app on your phone, get that thing. It's really cool because like once a month or a couple times a month, you can catch the International Space Station flying overhead. I'm big. I'm a big nerd. This is a nerd comment.
1: That that's awesome. I didn't know that. I don't think I'd be able to see it in New Jersey. It's too bright over here. I might have to travel into a park somewhere.
2: Yeah, and that—that's people come here and they're, they're blown away, like you can see the Milky Way and the whole nine yards.
1: Yeah, if I'm in Montana, I'm uh, definitely going to, uh, to to stop by. I, I really want to go to that state. I want to go to Glacier. Um, I, I want to see those mountains really bad.
2: So th- this is part one of your podcast. Part two is when you guys actually come. Perfect. Here. Perfect. And you guys, yeah. You guys come here. You fly in. Uh, we'll we'll quasi sell you a car. <laughs> uh, not your all your fan base. I'm just just you. You fly in. I'll pick you up at the airport, and uh, you guys can borrow a five hundred dollar junker car, and and I'll just give it to you to drive around Montana for a while. You guys go check it out and use use Orange Acres as your base to come stay. That sounds awesome. We'll, we'll play some RPG games. Yes.
0: Yeah. Remember, I mentioned how I have a friend that lives in Missoula. Bob, this is Lena. So she might have actually stayed with you. At Orange Acres because she's a big couch surfer.
1: We actually had her on. She was our, our very first podcast. So if you go back, you can listen to our conversation with her. She biked 900 miles um, through Chile through through Chile on her own by herself. She's a firefighter up in up in Missoula, Missoula County.
2: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, our very first podcast. I'm just pulling up some promo stuff to that I see like, hmm. uh, and I'll send you some pictures here in a while. Um, other cool stuff that's here. There's a powwow here in Lee on the Fourth of July every year. And that's awesome. Um, if you like to see the Native American help to so everybody, it's free. Um, that's always a blast. We have the Fourth of July parade here in Orlee, and we dress up in Star Wars costumes. And i have a picture of us all in Star Wars costumes. We do the Star Wars parade. So if you're here for July, that's awesome. MizCon is our Missoula science fiction uh, fan. If you like comic cons, if you're a nerd, you'll love that. That is Memorial Day every year. We just got done with that, and uh, it's a blast. Uh, it's it's one of the best cons you can go to because it's at a hotel. It's not like it's at a at, at like a convention center that closes at six p.m. People play games all all the time. I'm looking up some pictures. I'm going to send you some pictures. What else is there to do over here? Because I'm gardening. And yeah, I'll send you some pictures over the place. And like I said, I I travel vicariously through other people's adventures. So that's kind of... Perfect. That's my life. That kind of
1: sounds
0: like what we're doing.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. That was great information. And um, so how about before we go, give all of your, your social media names, your website, where can people book with you and get in touch with you.
2: So yeah, so we're not, don't walk in. We don't take walk-ins. Um, uh, Unless you just want to see the place, I'm going to probably give you a tour. Um, uh, It's facebook.com slash orange acres. Uh, we have a Facebook page. So and we post pictures and stuff. Every like this video of the baby goats right now, getting born and feeding the baby goats and pictures of our garden and that kind of stuff. Uh, As well as it's like just a kind of social media page for things kind of orange acres related, like gardening and shed building and recycled living. Um, and so if you message that page, if you're interested in coming and you go to facebook.com slash orange uh, and you message that pace page, it'll auto respond with a link to the application to come stay here. Um, and there's also, if you don't have Facebook, it's a big red X in our book, but uh, it, we, the three strikes on the application, you're out kind of thing and not having Facebook is only weird. People don't have Facebook. Okay. Don't use it. But if you don't have Facebook, of those people are either a government employees, which are like ex military, and that's okay, you know, because that's like a plus one. Um, and uh, but no, if you don't have Facebook, you can email us at orangeacresmontana at gmail.com. It's
0: all spelled perfect. All right, Jeffrey James, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks
2: for having me on the show. I I enjoy it, and like I said, this better be part one. I really want you guys to come out here and just like, yeah. (laughs) You guys need to get back together and get on the road and do like a new, do an addition for Montana. and I agree. Texas,
1: and, I agree. You yeah, need an excuse fine. to come out there. So this is, this is the perfect yeah. excuse. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. All right. So we've talked about this before, how much I love Colorado and I know you do too. I, I, I think I've classified Montana in my own head as basically like a more wild Colorado, just maybe less traversed, if that makes sense. The the beauty in the state is unparalleled. Maybe only second to Alaska. Maybe. Um, and what about so, Hawaii? W- Hawaii is not wild. Hawaii is beautiful, but but Montana is just open, undeveloped mountain mountain ranges, and and Alaska is the wild. You know, Alaska is like last the true last wild. Frontier. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess
0: I guess Mars is the last frontier now. Yeah.
1: So, but anyway, so now that we've made a new friend in that region of the country, I don't think we have uh, any other excuses for not. For us not to go there, so I guess, oh, yeah. I guess we're going to Montana.
0: Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Let's do it. I can pack. I can pack up and go because I have no kids. Yeah,
1: I can't really do that. Let me ask my wife.
0: Okay. All right. Well, give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or. Google Podcasts, if you use that. I don't know who does, but maybe you do. Uh, Follow us on our social medias, all of them. They're kind of cool. We are primarily on Instagram, and we'll dabble in Twitter every once in a while. And other than that, feel free to reach out to us. Shoot us an email. And if you have ideas for guests or you think someone would be a good fit for the show, let us know. We'd be happy to talk to them and do a bit of research. Thanks again, and tune in next week.